Welcome everyone to another edition of Night Court. Rob Fisher and Brevin Knight with you. A lot has happened since we last spoke. <laughs> we are outside on a lovely, lovely afternoon in Memphis. Downtown Memphis overlooking the historic Lorraine Motel. And uh, ready to just talk. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Brevin, yeah, how are you, man? I'm good. We got a lot. We, it's, it's a beautiful day because we're in the shade. That's right. That's right. If we weren't in the shade, we would be inside in the AC. I was at a 5K over the weekend. It was the Memphis Runs for Autism 5K over at Holy Rosary. Where yeah, my... I felt I felt the, I felt the kind of uh, a little bit of a way because you didn't even remind me about it this year, even though we were participants I know. in it. Uh, I don't know if it was last. I don't know if the COVID was it two two years ago. Uh, last year it? there was no race because of I said, COVID. So two, yeah. That's what I say. So two years ago we were, yeah. my wife and and Donovan and I we showed up. It was had a lot of fun, and then this year you just. Yeah, it snuck up. It snuck up. I emceed it, uh, which was cool. And uh, and my son goes to school there at Holy Rosary. And there was a dude. And it's always amazing to me because I'm emceeing this thing. It's hot. Is You know, it's hot. And they start the race, and this is 5K, and, and some dude comes through like in 18 minutes. Eight, 18 was minutes. He, was, he waiting at the, was he waiting by the finish line and then just ran through it? Did he? He did the whole. Well, some of those kids that came, I see they're like real runners that were out there. They like don't be in the front because those are yeah. real runners, and then us run walkers toward the back. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, eighteen minutes, dude comes through. He's got his shirt off. Then he goes over on the side, gets a gets a bottle of water, and then and then proceeds to do sit ups and like uh, like squats. And I'm like, oh my! I mean, almost almost made me pass out. I'm passing out thinking about what you just said. Listen, as hot, as hot as it has been down here, I said we did run walk last time. This would have been walk stroll. Walk stroll. Oh, man. It was brutal out there. But it was impressive. Those guys are impressive and inspiring. The people who come by, like, with two strollers, like the double stroller, and they come running through, it's like, man. Those are professionals. But it was for a great cause. So impressive stuff. Every, everyone, yeah. I'm glad that, that those that turned out. That, that were informed. Oh. I'm glad they showed up. I feel bad now. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Um, this is Night Court. Uh, we thank you for listening each and every week. And, of course, you can catch it wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to tell a friend and tell a neighbor and subscribe and reply and review and all that good stuff. Uh, we enjoy bringing it to you. You can follow us on Twitter as well. I am at The Fish Nation. Brevin is at Brevin Night 22 and of course the show at night court 22 is where you can get us on twitter as well um on my way over here today brevin saw a, a bird accident you know the birds the the little motorized oh, scooter that, birds really yeah so i saw, saw a lady wipe out oh she was coming she was coming down uh i guess mlk uh-huh and i was at the light and i and i saw it happen i saw the whole thing Oh. and she she wiped out it wasn't it wasn't terrible but she had a big 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 purse oh, and i think it kind of put her off balance <laughs> and she lost the balance she went down she probably got a good scrape on her hand but other than that i think she's okay i don't i don't I, she she got back up and and they were then they it was a couple and they started walking the scooter they walked the scooter but so she didn't tuck roll have you ever bird scootered yeah me and me and uh our buddy Hank McDowell, Big Bang Hank, in San Antonio. That's right, you did. We, we birded in San Antonio. We went for breakfast down to our, our, our beautiful breakfast place. And the good thing about this all was when we were done, they were still there waiting. The birds were still there waiting for us to go. Because if someone would have took them, we would have had to 
walk. Vic, walk or figure out getting back. So, no, we had a great time. And, and what I learned is it's a lot better to have size 11 feet than 14s or 15, whatever Big Bank has, because he had one foot on and almost one foot dragging the ground the other way. Oh, so, so, so it's it fun to see a 5'10 black dude and a 6'10 white dude on birds together having a good time in San Antonio on a river walk. Man, I remember that, and I remember not going. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you, you wimped out on this. I've been on a bird one time, and it was at SEC Media Days in Atlanta, and Philip Dean, our friend Philip Dean, yeah. he came by on a bird, and he was like, you want to try it out? And there's this huge plaza behind where SEC Media Days was taking place at this hotel. Huge plaza. And there wasn't a soul on this plaza. So I was like, sure, I'll give it a little spin around the plaza. Scared to death, man. Knees were bent. Hands were both <laughs> gripping the thing really tight. Just going in little circles. And I was terrified. I was like, man, I could really get hurt on one of these things. I love it. We loved it. We had a good time, man. Down and back. Me, me, me and Hank, it was early in the morning. No cars. So we were just, we just playing all on the streets. Also realized coming over here how good of a parallel parker I am. You did do a good job. M- maybe the best you've ever seen. Not not this instance, but as a parallel parker, I think I'm the best I know. Aced I, it when I took my driver's test when I was 16 and still acing it today, what, 34, 33 years later? Do you put your hand on the back of the passenger seat when you back into it? Uh, yeah, or, usually. Or, while you turn around and look? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, that's a lost art in today. Kids today don't know how to do that. Oh, no, they don't. And then the camera now. That you got, you know, the view. I mean, it's just, it's well, too I, easy for me. But sucks. They got the people that. Too I mean, easy. listen, you can go and push a button. You can pull up, push a button, and then take your hands off the steering wheel, and you'd be the best parallel parker right there. I have one more thing about me. Oh, is this a show? This is a, the, the, the fish show. No, we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> I'm throwing out the first pitch in an Arkansas Travelers game in two weeks. All right, for Grind City Media, going with the Grizzlies Caravan in Little Rock. So everyone in Little Rock, come on down, support the first pitch. Terrified about throwing out a first pitch. Haven't thrown a ball probably in 25 years. You remember I, I did and it? And I'm scared. I did it. A couple years ago, went, right. went to St. went to St. Louis to the Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. I threw it out there, and they had. Now how they do it is a couple people that do it right before the game, and so one guy went, and he was terrible. Then this other guy went, and he was like really good, and they're like, "All right, brother, your turn." I was like, "Why couldn't I go after the terrible guy? Why they put me after the good guy?" <laughs> so then they're like, "Do you want to go on the mound, or you want to be below?" And I'm like. Man, what, you think I just drove three and a half, however many hours, four, three and a half, four hours, whatever it takes to get to St. Louis, and I'm not going to get close to that mound? You got up on the hill. I got to get close to the mound, and I don't know if I ever threw from the mound. I don't even remember. My son was there with me. I really tried to get him to throw the ball because I was like, oh, these people are going to be watching. They're going to make fun of me. But I, 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 made, I made You went up th- on the hill, up up to the, the pitching mound, I, the I, rubber. I, I, I did not. You I did? made that up. I, don't, I, I think I, I, I wimped out at the end. I got to ask my son if I did or not. All I remember is looking around and being like, this is a beautiful stadium. Yeah. Like, this is really nice. Yeah. We had a good time. And the pitch went, it it got to the catcher. That's good. Not going to act like it was a strike. right? It got there. He was able to catch it, and we had a good time. That's good. I threw out a pitch one time. I did it at a River City Rascals game in the Frontier League back in St. Louis. And it was good because I was still young then i could still throw i had been throwing i was coaching so it was it was cool it was easy um and i threw from the mound because i could 
Then I threw out a pitch at a Redbirds game one time, and I, I didn't even think about it. I just went straight to the front of the mound and threw it from the grass and threw it over. And I was like, thank God, and, and got out of there. But now it's been about 16 years since I've done that. And I'm I'm scared, and, and and my friends are telling me that I have to go to the top of the mound. Yes, but then my professional friends, other than you, are saying Lang Whitaker uh, said, just there's those there's no shame in, in throwing in front of the mound. You just got to make sure they catch it. That's the well, key. When you've been a college baseball player, I was. That, yes, that, that is correct. So then that means that you're in a. Diff- I was I was a sixth grade baseball player. <laughs> so, so, there's a there's a difference. So because you you have that distinction, mm-hmm. gotta go to the rubber. Man, what if I hurt the the guy catching it? They may sign you. They- <laughs> <laughs> now you got a summer gig. That'd be a nice summer gig to have. That would be good. And guess what? You never had to get on the plane with the commoner still. That's right. That's true. I can drive to this one in Little Rock. <laughs> September 3rd. Come on out. See if I go up to the mound or not. And they are a Seattle Mariners affiliate. I was thinking of wearing my Griffey Seattle Mariners jersey. Ooh. Yeah? You think that would be a good touch? I, I think that you'll get a lot of people walking by you saying that's a cool jersey. I was told I'd get a lot more applause if I wore an Arkansas Razorbacks jersey. You you would get a lot of pigs. <laughs> That's right, that's right, that's right. Um, Today, as we record, it's Kobe's birthday. And uh, I I tweeted out today, and again, that's at the Fish Nation, tweeted out a picture. So my favorite picture that I've ever taken in my life. And we were at Staples Center in 2016. Mm -hmm. And Kobe uh, was warming up. And there were three kids sitting in the first row um, of Staples Center and all had their cameras out. And all three had on Kobe jerseys. And all three of them are different, and they're just admiring Kobe warming up, and he's just standing there in front of them, and it's it's my favorite picture I've ever taken. I tweeted it out at the Fish Nation. You're looking at it now. I'm, it's awesome. it, almost, it, it literally it almost looks like he's posing for it. Yeah. Almost, but it's probably just finished shooting a shot because his hand is down like I just shot it. But but this is that is cool. With three, how about for those three three how, little kids and they're all different. I like Kobe the jerseys. back of these jerseys, but how cool was it for those kids to be able to be there? Yeah. and be that close to the action. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's, it's one of my favorite Kobe things because it's a, a picture that I got, and it was just one of those spur of the moment things. And I saw the kids sitting there, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." And took and it, to have him in and, the background. And the picture turned out exactly what I had hoped it would. It's awesome. Uh, that that's my favorite Kobe thing as uh, something that I own. You, uh, Kobe, Kobe meant a lot to you. And, and I remember Kobe's passing and we were on the air that night. And it was, it was a difficult night for everybody. The shock more than anything. Um, Kobe and your career, what, what's, what's your Kobe story? Oh, remember I told you it was, it was the, one, the one thing that, I mean, there, there have been certain people that say certain things to you in your life that impact you in whatever way. And, and of course, it all started with my parents and everything that they taught me. I told the story with Jason Kidd telling me that he, he thought I could be a pro. That changed my entire mindset in terms of working out. And then to have Kobe Bryant say how much he admired how hard I played the game. And that was, I mean, to, at that point, you're talking about the top three player in the game. Mm-hmm. That says that he admires something that you do as a competitor. And so I, I think to watch him play as hard as he did on a nightly basis and to still be as great of a player as he was, to recognize that my little running around hustling Nat style of basketball 
um, was something that he could appreciate also was was for me was was uh, was one of those like I said one of those things when your mom you say man maybe I, I this I've done something good was that at Staples um, it, it would have been it was either at Staples or was at a an away game it, it may have been at, at it may have been at more so at an away game where we really where I was really going at it because for them to come into town in your arena is like there's a super buzz right um, and, and so so he did it to get in your head of course <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> Definitely tried to get in my head, but, but, but it's, it's all about how you take it. So for him, he could have just been BSing me the whole time. But in my head, I said, oh, he admires me. That's awesome. Great story. Great story. Um, all right, since we talked Summer League's over, uh, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on Summer League because yes. I just rightfully don't think Summer League deserves it. Uh, I, I think the guys who don't belong in Summer League look like they didn't belong in Summer League, and that's cool. Um and then everything else was okay. It was fine. It was good. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, nothing. There was there, the thing that I do take from summer league is if something's really, really bad. And there was nothing I came away with summer league saying, "Oh my gosh, this guy's a problem," or "This guy can't play." There was none of that at all. No, I, I enjoy. No, I, I enjoy watching a lot of these young guys that that we don't watch consistently when they're in college mm-hmm. because we we're so entrenched in this NBA game that we have just the one eye yeah. to to the to the college game and so to uh see um see some of these young guys and young names and for me personally uh to watch Sharif Cooper play because his his dad and I grew up together and I think of him as sort of a nephew for me so to watch all of his games um and, and then watch our young Grizzlies and, and watch Zaire play and 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 see uh, what they were able to do, I, I was really happy with Desmond Bain. Like you know, you know how much uh, I've been a Desmond Bain fan mm-hmm. from the from the day for, from day one when we got him, and to see him in summer league look that much better. I, I thought he looked better. Like he has really worked on his game even leading up to that point, and and he got better even during the season. He got better from the beginning to the end, and so to see him almost take another step uh, really has me intrigued on on what it would look like when, when the season starts. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's our summer league wrap-up. That was it. That was good. <laughs> wrap-up. That was good. That was real good. Uh, so it was good. Summer league was good. Now, the Grizzlies have been very active, too, in making some moves. Yes. Um, the first official one was Jonas Valanciunas going to New Orleans. You know, we we were certainly huge Valanciunas supporters. Um, Yega! We, we discussed almost on a nightly basis how – the Grizzlies had an advantage at that position yes. on most nights. Okay, maybe he couldn't dominate Gobert. All right, well, join the list. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but on most nights, he he was a dominant guy. You bring in Stephen Adams, and I loved Jonas. I love Stephen Adams. I've always loved Stephen Adams. Uh, didn't love what he did in New Orleans, but maybe it was just a bad fit for him, um, and maybe this is a better fit for him. How is the fit? What do you think overall of the trade? I guess it's one of those that I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah, now, yeah. We, now, I, granted, we can dissect it. Um, let me just say this. We can dissect it into further, well, then they turn this guy into this guy and 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 this who they actually – okay, fine. But but let's just let's just tackle them like yeah, yeah, individually. Yeah, exactly. Okay? So Stephen Adams, I think, is a fantastic pick for us because you still have – you still needed that brute force and you need, you're going to need a rebounder. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. You know, set hard screens. I thought – how it helps is though is that you don't have to throw him the ball. 
I thought we were always kind of in a in a quandary of how often do we throw JV the ball or how often do you just let him go get it? And I think you take you take that out of the equation entirely. And Steven Adams, whatever points he gets, he'll go get, drop balls, finish at the rim. But he can do all of the other little things that JV did a great job of. Like I said, big bodies with screens. He'll take fouls when you need fouls to be taken. Um, and he'll be a great rebounder and an outlet player. That is a huge thing for this team is they can rebound and outlet. Then they're able to use the length uh, and use the athleticism that this that this team possesses. So I thought that that was a a, a, a fantastic replacement um, for Valanciunas. The same way I thought that JV was a fantastic replacement for Marcus Gasol. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. And, and I Adams was the only guy that I liked on that Oklahoma City team. He was the only one uh, because I, I love the way he played hard. And, and he's a really cool dude, too. Well, this I mean, is full I think circle for me. going to be great. Full circle for me because Steven Adams was uh, recruited by my brother to go to Pitt. All right. So his so this is this is kind of like a uh, two-degree separation of a return to nice. family. Nice. <laughs> How about that? Very cool. Um, all right. So then – uh, Bledsoe's dealt, so they get they get Rondo. Here's the thing, too, talking about these guys. I, I don't I don't know how well to talk about them because I don't know if they're actually going to be on the team. <laughs> so, so well, that, it, that's always weird, too. So you asked me, even when we made the deal and people asked me, so Beverly and Rondo, I was like, well, I wouldn't be upset if we didn't start the season without either of them. Right. Um, just because I think they're at different points of their careers. They're towards the end, and they're in that mode of championships now. Right. Well, this team is not a championship this next season there's a couple of seasons away before you say knocking on the door of a championship and so to have guys that really want to be in another position but may still be here i just thought i, I think that they are and look, rondo's my is, is, a, is a friend of mine so it's my boy so but i think that they, those two guys would maybe best fit for where their careers are right now being somewhere else why why can't why can't rondo be here uh, it's just for the pure fact that to, he he still I think Rondo and his and his mind when you're when you're that he's still the man to make your team better. Okay. But, but really, the man that makes our that's going really going to have the minutes and give the opportunity to be good is John ja Morant. And they play. There's no way you're gonna play John ja Morant and Rajon Rondo together to be successful. I just don't think that's a good. It's not. It's not a great back. Now, if Rondo can say, well, I'm fine with not playing, and I can be a voice for Tyus and for Ja, and, and, and I'm good with that, then okay, it works well. But I still feel like, I think, he, and I think he still has playing in the tank, and I don't know how much this team will need him to play those men. Listen, we said it all last season, Tyus, the problem, he just couldn't get enough of a rhythm on the right. floor a lot of times because it was well if for, Rondo stays Tyus has got to go I mean I, well, I think it wouldn't make sense to have both well unless um, that, that so then again now we're just talking about scenarios that right that, that, that we have no idea but exactly but but to me I, and, I, and I wonder why can't to a much lesser extent because of what his role would be why can't Rondo be like that Chris Paul pickup that Phoenix did Chris Paul starts for Phoenix. Oh, I understand. Again, lesser, lesser extent. I'm, I'm, I'm not, saying, I'm I'm not saying guy that takes you over the edge, but guy that makes you better because of that experience that he has. The, the reason why Phoenix was a better team wasn't because 
Chris Paul was helping Javon Carter be the star that he's going to be down the road. That's not why Phoenix was good. But everyone talked about his influence on the team. The biggest part of his influence was his influence on the team. Because he was playing the game is what I'm trying to tell you. That was his, his influence on everybody else because he was out there with them. Not because he was sitting on the bench communicating with them mm -hmm. what to do. He was good because he was an integral part of why they were good. Not the, just a voice. And for this team, Rajon Rondo would just be a voice because we have our star point guard that's going to play 35, 36 minutes a game, uh, 36 minutes a night. And so this the role would be totally different than what Chris I understand, Paul did. I understand that. And I don't, I don't think it, can, it, can't have, it can't have the same impact that Chris Paul had with the Phoenix team because he was out there doing it with them. Sure, and, and again, I say lesser extent. And, and I'm not saying that he's a guy that can move the Grizzlies up to two, but can make the Grizzlies better. The, the thing that's kind of surprised me is, you know, the whole, well, he just doesn't seem to make sense in what your future plan is. He's not a guy that's going to be part of your future. That's okay, but at the end of last season, I think the biggest thing the Grizzlies needed was they need a veteran. They need a veteran who can lead. They need a veteran who's been there. They need a veteran who can play. And when he plays, it can help you. I, I think he, again, to a smaller extent, could check all of those boxes. I don't believe there's any chance he's here. I, to, <laughs> to just throw that out there. But why, why couldn't he be a, a, a huge positive influence on this team being better than they were a year ago? Does he make them better? Would he make he, them better? He makes people better when he's on the floor. Right. I don't know how much he's going to make you better sitting on the bench. That's, that, is, that, that is my – and a lot of that goes to the fact because I truly believe in his heart of heart, he believes he should be out there. Still should be out there. And so he's not going to have the opportunity to be out there any extended period of time as long as John Moran is healthy. That's right. And so that's why I say – I. I think it is best fit for him to be able to go play on another on another veteran team as he's done these last couple of seasons. Okay, let's go back to the young team that he was on. He's in New Orleans, right? He's in he was in New Orleans. They got Lonzo Ball. This is what we're sitting around saying. Why wouldn't I? This would be great. He's just a voice that they need. Well, next thing we know, they ship him out because it doesn't because he's not he's not the type guy. That is gonna. That's comfortable with just being the coach on the sideline as long as he physically feels like he can play. Would it be any benefit for a Rajon Rondo type? And again, not knowing him, and you you know him, but you might not even know him this well. To to have that conversation of, let's do this. We'll get you 15 minutes a night. I mean, the 12 that Ja doesn't play, and maybe you're sprinkled out there a couple of times where you're both on the floor. Um, we'll get you 15 minutes a night. It'll be good for your body. Be the leader. Be the mentor. Be a guy who helps us win. And come trade deadline, if if it's working out and you enjoy it and you like the situation and it's what you wanted to see, great. We keep going forward. If it's not and not what you wanted to see, not what you hoped for, we'll deal you to contender. It's and just, we won't say it's your call. We'll just say, hey, we're doing it for them. One thing that players don't like to have is – a lot of ifs. Yeah. You hit me with a lot of ifs. Yeah, yeah. If this goes sense. up, if this happens, if this happens, there's too many ifs. Mm -hmm. Now that, that, leaves, that, that leaves too much wiggle room for it to be, well, 
that didn't well. See, ifs can turn into well really quick. Yeah. And NBA players do not like ifs and wells to be a part of our talk. They want to know what is. Right. Then And now I can work with what is. Do I want to take what is or do I don't? But we start saying if this, well, and if this, well, you know, and if this, then it turns into, well, when that didn't happen, this we not doing this. When that didn't, I'm not. So it's, right. I, like I say, fantastic. He's going to be an excellent coach one day. Where at whatever level, I'm not saying whatever level he wants to be at because that's how his mind works. I'm just saying the only only thing is I believe he believes he can still physically go out there and help a team, not just mentally help you from the bench. So don't fall in love with him. Don't get a jersey. Not yet. Not Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Wait and see, one second. Like when trades are made, I always try and look at the best case scenario, you know, and the and look at it as. You know, okay, if he's going to be one of my guys, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and figure out how he can be one of my guys and be effective. For 24 hours, I thought Patrick Beverly couldn't wait. Could, couldn't, couldn't wait to see him out on the floor and him and Dylan just wreaking havoc. And he's one of those guys you hate to play against him, but you love him on your team. Maybe four years ago would have been a little more excited. Yes. But for 24 hours, I love the deal. And, and then it's, you know, reported, and it's not official yet, uh, that he's going to he's shipped out to Minnesota. Which, which I absolutely love. Because of Jared Culver. Love Jared Culver. Nobody I, else does. And I even mentioned to you, I was on a radio show talking about how much you like him. And I, and I said, and I'm going to trust Brevin, because Brevin likes him. I said, but maybe that's just what he's done against Memphis. What? I, what we talked when we talked about when we I don't know if you were with it, we talked about Andrew Wiggins. I said Andrew Wiggins will be a very good player on another team. Yep. He leaves there and goes to Golden State, and everybody's like, "Oh, Andrew Wiggins is good." Why? Because the situation is what is dictating these players. Minnesota is a bad organization right now. They have no direction on what they were doing. So now you got these young, talented guys that you throw in here. That pretty much doing whatever they want to do is why Jimmy Butler won it out after one season. Y'all letting them do whatever they want to do with no accountability for what's going on. So they so the effort can be lackluster. It may be up today, down tomorrow. He goes to Golden State. They have there's a way that they do things. You're gonna be held accountable. And guess what else? You don't gotta be the man. Jared Culver, you're gonna be a great defender. Use your length, runs the floor well. Guys, now they beat you off the dribble. Now you have an opportunity to catch and shoot. You're playing with other young guys that want to play basketball. I think we're going to see the best of Jared Culver and what he can bring to this team. And I always tell you, Fish, you know me, I see this game differently than a lot of people. I don't have, I don't, I don't go into reading stats from what he did, all he did, and try to dive into every number. I watch their body language. I watch how they move on the floor. I watch what you can bring to the table for a basketball team from the, a point guard's eyes. I don't know how this brain works. I have no idea why it works this way. I don't know, but it works this way. And why the vision of how I see guys is the way I see it, the way, why I see teams the way I see teams. It, I can't write down and say it's because X, Y, Z. This is what I they use this formula. to. T- I don't know. It's, it's from watching what they do. And I believe that, Colt, and listen, Shit, like everybody else, you can be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine to say, you know, times I was wrong. But I think that Culver is going to be a, a fantastic pickup for us. So I can like him. 
I can, I can get that jersey? You can get you a Colbert jersey. Now, I don't know about a Hernan Gomez jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I like him as a player, I think he's a good stretch forward in this league. Yeah, but people are going to have to go. I mean, we got to get rid of people. We got too many. So, yeah, I mean, it's so it's weird. Every time someone asks, you're like, oh, what do you, like the day after, what do you think of that trade? I'm like, um, I don't know. It's like telling your friend when they ask, what do you think of my girlfriend? I mean, you got to be positive, but you don't want to be too positive. Then he dumps her a week later. And you don't want to be too negative because then they stay together. They're married. You know, so it's like, I don't know. I think Beverly's cool. Yeah, it'd be great if he's on the team. I don't know, you know. And, and then he's gone. When they got when they got those two though, it, for me it was an immediate. You traded money like the, for money. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like the. I don't. I don't know if it's a great fit for our team. Mm-hmm. You know, in, the, in terms of basketball players, the same thing I used to say about Justice Winslow. It's the same thing. When we got him, yeah. you knew I said it from the first day that we dra- when we traded for him. I sat back and I said, I'm, I'm not gonna go on TV and I gonna say, hey, but this is not a good move for our team. I just didn't feel like what does what's he gonna do to enhance. Our team in any way, and everybody's like, "Oh, you can play next to Dylan." And I said, "Well, who's gonna make shots? If we put the both of them out there. Who's gonna who's gonna be the guy to make shots for us?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's the three that we need to be in the starting lineup. To do what? Clippers got Bledsoe, and they got Justice Winslow. <laughs> do you, does he fit in there? Yeah, he fits. I mean, he can fit in there because they 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 might have to put him in point. Cool. <laughs> no Kawhi Leonard, you know we don't know when he'll when he'll play again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there is so there 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 will they need wings? They'll need some some point guard play to go on. And they'll need to decide. So I think going there he'll be it's it's a, a good fit. They don't they can they'll use another defender. They don't, they don't mind having that. You you lose Beverly, um, but then I look at their team. I say, well, you you're not going to let him take away any of Terrence Mann's minutes though. Mm-hmm. I'm, if, if I'm the Clippers, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lakers, they got they got Westbrook to go along with AD and, and LeBron. Um, what is, is it? A, is it a fitting big three? Is it? Well, you 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 uh, you uh, you enlightened me to something that was going on. You and my son enlightened me to what was going on on Instagram with LeBron and. Oh, yeah. And his situation. Yeah, the executives in the NBA, 10 anonymous executives, asked who's the best player in the NBA. Five said Giannis. Five said Kevin Durant. Nobody said LeBron. And LeBron went on a social media rampage talking about how he's washed up. And when y'all told me that, I said, I've got the Lakers in the finals <laughs> winning the championship. And before that, I was like, oh, I don't I got to wait and see how this works out with Westbrook his style of play and will they be able to keep up with him and what he likes to do and then and then when the game slows down and they get into the half court what will that look like mm-hmm. like where where how will he be positioned on the floor with Davis and LeBron is LeBron going to be more mid post is Davis gonna be, so that they get the space for who's going to be able to make shots so when he drives the, it's not just clogged up who's he kicking to so but then when y'all told me that about LeBron I was like oh LeBron is trying. He's going into either 18 or 19th season this mm-hmm. year. He needs to find a motivating factor to be able to go back in that gym and, and work as hard. Because I can tell you from my experience of only getting to the 12th year. When I got to the 12th year of my career and it got to the summer, I had no motivation to work out at all. Zero. And I told him I knew at that point in time that I was, that I was done. Because I had nothing to motivate me 
to want to go out, work out, go through a uh, uh, training camp, and then now go through the season. Nothing in me wanted to do that, so I said, I'm done. LeBron, when you start to play as long as he has played, gotten to the mountaintop as many times as he's gotten there, you need some type of motivation. So know why he motivates himself? Oh, I suck. I'm I'm washed up. <laughs> LeBron James, he ain't. I'm not even a top five best player. He'll, he'll sit. He'll write every negative thing about himself. It's almost like putting it on a bulletin board. Except you're not putting it on the bulletin boards in your mind. So every day I wake up and it's time to. Am I gonna push this rep one more time? Yeah, because remember you washed up. Boom! I'm hitting that rep one more time. Well, I, I'm. I the rest of the league better be on notice next season for what LeBron James brings to the table. Night in and night out. Father Tom. He, he about to knock it out the box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to happen at some point. Yeah, and I think the thing was, I think it was happening. Yeah. But I think what for whatever reason, now it's, this is a wake-up. Yeah. And now he's, he's... And I hope it doesn't happen. I mean, I, I love LeBron, and I'd love to see LeBron play with that vengeance all year. It'd be I, awesome. I, I, you know, I, I, I for long said he was the best player in the game. And I know Kevin Durant's gotten to where Giannis has gotten to where he has gotten to, but I still say at, at the end of the day he's still he's still one of the best to, to lace it up. And, and next year, I'm telling you, you think about this season, the injuries that they had. It was such a short layoff for that for them after three months in the bubble. You get to you get all the way to the champ. I mean, it's hard to do that. Sure, that is extreme. And then you turn around mentally; it, it took a toll Hell, on. How many guys. years he's been in the finals? Right, in a row. Exactly. I mean, he hasn't had a lot of off time. So I, I think this 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 motivation for him is going to be massive. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, and I, I I hope it continues for LeBron because he is he is great. But in this motivation is kind of silly because realistically, he's, he's not great. he's not the best player in the league right no, now. No, he's not, not. He's not right now. I mean, those those other guys can can probably do more for a longer period of time, but they're no better winners than he is. No, hell no. No, not at all. Speaking of uh, great winners, Ted Lasso. Oh. You started watching Ted Yo, Lasso. Ted Lasso was like 24 for me. When 24 first came out, I could not stop watching. Like, literally, it was like my eyes were like, they wanted to go to sleep, but it was like, I can't. <laughs> I got to watch another episode. So I, I watched the entire first season. And two nights. Really? Nice. Two. I was like, oh, the first night I watched it, I watched six straight episodes, like four in the morning. I was like, I got to at least try to go to sleep. It's a great show. I love it. I mean, it's, I, it's, a, it's, a, fun, it's a happy show. I, I'm trying to think, like, what other show could you compare? Like, people ask me, like, the people that haven't seen it, and they're like, explain it to me. I'm like, it's like nothing you've ever seen, I think. It's a sports show that... You've never seen sports in this way. You've never seen coaches in this way. You never, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't seen it like that. And so I thought they did a great job of, but also then just getting into his personal life mm-hmm. and, and the how different he is, the upbeat guy with, with 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 being a coach and trying to motivate others. But then he has to figure out how to motivate himself through his own personal life. Oh, so it, oh, oh I, I, it's it's a feel good happy show, but it gets deep. You can get, get you start to sit and watch. You can get a little deep. Who's your favorite character? Coach Beard. <laughs> okay, he, he is him and Jonathan. I mean him and Harold. Uh, no, no, no. Nate. Nathan. Yeah. Nathan. When Nathan got up and gave the speech about to tell all the players what the problem was. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got into that one. That was great. 
I love, I love Nate the Great. Everybody's role is is perfect. I, I mean, I in season two. I mean, you just you I can't, didn't get to it now. I know. Well, I'm I just I'm just going to say one thing. Well, I'm not okay. ruining anything. Okay. But you'll just fall in love with Roy Kent. I mean, oh, yeah, you'll but, fall in love with him. Well, so I, I, we kind of like Roy. My, my wife and I, we kind of like Roy Kent too. Because he's and, he's hysterical too. But the best part is we're still uh, what's Tart? What's Jamie Tart? tart? Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. That was done. Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds. He's late in his career, and he's having an unbelievable MVP-type season uh, for the Reds this year. And he's been on this tear of hitting home runs. And his manager went up to him and told him, you remind me a lot of Roy Kent, you know, late in your career, hanging on. And he says, and that pissed me off. Because everybody's wondering, what's he doing? When he hits a home run, he goes over to the dugout, and he, like, flexes, and he starts screaming at someone. And they're like, what are you doing? And he said, so he told me, he re- I reminded him of Roy Kent, and he pissed me off a little bit because I was like, I'm not washed up. I'm still doing this. He goes, you know who I am? I'm effing Jamie Tard. <laughs> and he flexes. And so every time he hits a home run now, he does that right in front of their dugout and screams at it, the manager. So so what, <laughs> so he's late in his career. Let's think about it. Late in his career. Mm-hmm. Got a motivating factor, and is kicking ass. Who did we just talk about? Yeah. Yeah. LeBron James. Yeah. Late in his career, got a motivating factor. He about to kick the league's ass. Yeah, absolutely. Be a goldfish. Be a goldfish, baby. <laughs> Ten seconds. Be a goldfish. I like Sam too, man. Sam was Sam was, Sam's a good Sam's a good character on there. It's a great show. I, I mean, yeah, it's uh, fantastic. And I love I mean, how can you not love the owner? What's her name? I don't know, but I love her. Um, she's great. And uh yeah, interest, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff on, you, on the listen, show. You, Man, I want to tell you about something that's no, going on right now, but no, I can't. Ta- no, I'm going to watch two, and then we'll talk. Listen, everybody out there, if you don't have Apple, you can do. You can get the free trial. Get the free trial and just watch Ted Lasso and remember to stop the trial. But I promise you, you're going to watch that Ted Lasso. You will oh. not. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's one person that's watched it and has been like, oh, what are you talking about? It is phenomenal. Yeah, it's absolutely a great show. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this uh, week's edition Jeez, of that's Night it? Court. That's that it, great. man. I mean, oh, there's a lot of stuff that I even skipped that we'll get to next week. Right. Um, I had to talk about my parallel parking in my first pitch. I'm sorry. I ruined the show this week. Mate, what are you talking about? Too much stuff about maybe, me. Maybe we get a late week show. <laughs> maybe we get a, a, a late in a week show. Maybe, I'm, yeah, back, I'm, back, I'm, I'm back home. Yeah, I'm, 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 get us geared up for the start of the season. We didn't talk about the schedule, nothing. Let's come back at the end. Let's come back at the end of this week and do another. I'm good with that. I'll be free. All right. We'll come back at the end of the week and have another episode. So make sure you tune in for that one. But thanks for listening to Night Court each and every week, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a friend, uh, tweet it out, uh, tell some neighbors, tell your family, and uh, make sure everybody subscribes, replies, reviews, all that good stuff as well. All right. That does it for us. For BK, I'm Fish. Thanks for joining us here on Night Court. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace.